0: Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As an Adult, the podcast where I watch movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I will be reviewing 1994's You So Crazy. Okay, You So Crazy 1994. Before I get into this podcast, I saw Hamilton finally, uh, for the first time, like, last week, I know I'm I'm a little late, everybody's talked about Hamilton, everybody's raved about Hamilton, I'm one of the, uh, Johnny Come Lately's, you might say, about Hamilton, but, because, like, before this, I know, because, like, Hamilton came out, what, 2016, I want to say, it came out, like, four years ago, if I'm right, and I remember everybody just... Ranting and raving about Hamilton, ranting and raving about the soundtrack. The soundtrack went like platinum like a dozen times or something like that. Everybody was blasting the soundtrack. Everybody was talking. About, I've never heard anything from the soundtrack personally, but I, I know everybody was talking about the soundtrack at that time. Everybody was talking about how good the play was and everything like that. And I was like the guy that was kind of like, because I'm the dude that I'm not going to conform. I'm a very non—I'm a very nonconformist conformist person, where I'm like, hey, if everybody's talking about it, it must suck. I was like, I'm that dude. I'm like, hey, if everybody's talking about it, it must suck. I'm like, I'm not even gonna get into it. Like, I never got into—I never got into Game of Thrones. Everybody was talking about Game of Thrones, and I never got into it. I was like, like I, I ain't getting into this shit. It's not my cup of tea anyway. You know, like fucking old, old um like medieval dramas, you know, it's not my thing, but it's, I think the thing about Game of Thrones is, I don't think anybody wouldn't have been, I don't think anybody would have been into Game of Thrones if it didn't have sex and violence, personally, I don't think anybody would have been into it if it didn't have nudity, sex, and violence, that's what made that show pop, you know, I think, like, you get to see some titties, you get to see people fuck, and you get to see people get their heads chopped off or burnt alive or whatever the fuck they did on Game of Thrones uh because I had a I had a co-worker that actually showed me Game of Thrones when it first came out and I was looking at it I was like mm, it's all right you know but uh and other, another thing I've ever the only other thing I've ever seen from Game of Thrones is the Red Wedding I saw that because everybody was talking about it I was like let me see it was like eh, okay but uh, it, like it's something, I don't get it, but yeah, I was never really into fucking Game of Thrones, so Hamilton, I was very surprised when I finally watched it, because I watched it out of curiosity, I watched it with my family, uh, gathered the wife and the wife and the tyke, the little one, and we watched Hamilton, and, um, to my surprise, I fucking loved it, and I felt really dumb for, ignoring it this whole goddamn time i know it was on broadway there's no way i could have saw it i don't live in new york i had no plans to go to new york at that time when it came out you know so i don't i shouldn't feel dumb about about not living about not being hyped about it you might say let's just say that i wasn't hyped about it uh i didn't listen to the soundtrack i I do regret that not listening to the soundtrack when it first came out cuz now I fucking love the soundtrack. I'm like I downloaded it. I downloaded the soundtrack to my phone and like I'm just uh in the car. Like I'm just in the car. No one else was in the room where happened the room where happened the room where happened. I'm in the car just fucking <laughs> just blasted that shit. You know? I was like I love the soundtrack and I love the play. I was like Lin Manuel Miranda did a great job with this play. I already watched it. Me and my wife already watched it twice and we're trying to hold off we're trying to hold off on watching it again cuz we want we don't want to like we don't want to like run it out. I don't want this to be like Marriage Story was for me cuz I remember like when Marriage Story came out, I ran that fucking movie into the ground. You know I ran that movie into the ground, but yeah, man, I fucking love Hamilton, it's, it's great, uh, the standout, uh, for me, uh, in this whole play was, uh, uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, I was like, she did a great job, and after her, I think it's, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., he was great, uh, they got two of my favorite songs, they got two of my favorite songs on the whole, uh, on the whole soundtrack, and in the whole play, uh, because, like, my favorite songs are uh, "Wait for It," which is sung by Leslie Odom Jr. He plays Aaron Burr, uh, and uh, "Satisfied" by Renee Elise Goldsberry, who plays Angelica Schuyler in the play. Uh, and I also like uh, I like "Room Where It Happened," uh, and I like uh, "Take a Break." Actually, uh, <laughs> that's a, I like that I like that song. Those are like my four favorite. Songs. I think there was one with like the guy that played George Washington that I like, too. I'm trying. To, I think it's when George Washington first shows up. I think I like that song. I forget the name of that song, man. But like, I like that song, too. That, that was a great song because it got it. The guy that, The two mo- like Leslie Odom Jude is an impressive singer uh, on the soundtrack. But uh, in the play, you, you can tell like his voice starts to waver <laughs> the longer he's out there because he has the most parts. He has the most parts. He's, out, I think, uh, he's out there more than Alexander Hamilton, you know, <laughs> uh, than Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, he is out there a lot, you know? but, yeah, man, but, like, standouts, standout, like, he's a standout for me, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., and, uh. Renee Elise Goldsberry, a standout for me, uh, the guy that played George Washington, Chris Jackson, I think his name is Chris Jackson, Chris Jackson, that guy can sing his fucking ass off, dude, I was like, this dude is amazing, and I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna, uh, downplay, uh, the chick that played, uh, Hamilton's wife, uh, I think her name is Philippa Sue, Philippa Sue, I think that was her name, uh, yeah, man, she has a great pure voice as well, man, I was like, I was just amazed at how much pure singing because I've never, I haven't, it's been a long time since I heard really pure singing, you know, that's not done with like Pro Tools or auto tune or whatever the fuck, you know, like it's very pure singing. I was like, I can't I can't wait to watch it again, you know, like, I really want to watch it again, but I'm like, I don't want to run the shit into the ground, man, like, even the soundtrack, I'm kind of holding it off on, because I don't want to run the soundtrack <laughs> into the ground, but, like, I've been, me and my wife, like, me and my wife have just been, like, watching little bits of, of like, Hamilton shit on YouTube, I think, like, whenever we get the chance, you know, because, like, I like, me and, both me and my wife have the Hamilton addiction, like, we're both, like, uh, I want, ooh, ooh, you know, like, and so, like, we'll watch, like, maybe, like, little bits of, like, what the actors are doing or little bits of behind the scenes and stuff, you know. So, like, just to, like, quench our Hamilton addiction, you know, just to quench our Hamilton Hamilton thirst, you might say. But, yeah, man, other than that, man, I'm like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the hell out of that play it's a breath of fucking fresh air uh I know there's Pete there's a lot of backlash about it now because like oh they don't talk about slavery enough and I was like just enjoy the play and shut the fuck up really just just enjoy the play like I don't know I might I might lose some 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 listeners for this and you know but just enjoy it as a play, you know, just enjoy it as a play. Just that's all you can do. That's all you can do. It's like if, if you don't like it, don't don't watch it, don't listen to it. That's all I got to say. Um like I know I know history. Uh I'm not going to look to a play for history for a, a history lesson. I'm looking to it for entertainment. That's all I got to say about that. Another weird thing that happened before I get to this in into this review is uh, a lot of people have been talking about this Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, August Elsina uh, love triangle. I guess you might say, like, that's the biggest thing that's going on right now, and this week in the news in entertainment news. You might say, uh, there was this uh, kid, August Elsina. Who was, uh, I guess, the Smiths like invited them in, invited him into their house. Uh, I think he was like Jaden's friend. I believe he was Jaden's friend, and uh, he got involved with Jaden's mom, Jada. Uh, apparently, um, Will Smith and Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, were separated for a little bit in, like, 2016 or something like that, or 2017, like, it was between, I think between 2006, I think it was in 2016, they were uh, separated for a little bit, and she let this August Cena kid drop it in her drawers, pretty much, like, he, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was tapping that ass, pretty much, and man, like they had a, uh, cause Jada Pinkett Smith has a show called Red Table Talk. And they, oh my God, like, Will Smith was on the show. Will was on the show, and you can tell that he was just despondent, hurt, and angry, (laughs) you know, even though they already said, yeah, he was already like, I knew about this four years ago when it happened. We got through it, you know, like, we did everything we had to do to get through it. Like, I think they said they went to counseling and all this shit and that was it like they got they got through it but you could you could still tell that him like it getting brought up like pisses him the fuck off you know like it pisses him off and they were separated I like that's I know there's probably some people that like yeah you know he got some ass too but from the way that he, he 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 responded to this shit doesn't look like he got any ass you know like he didn't get any uh he didn't get any of these ladies in his bedroom, you know, uh, you know, so, it was, it was, it was very weird to see, it was like, it's weird to peek into a person's marriage, you know, that's not yours, or, it's just, it was just very, it just felt very voyeuristic, you know, because, like, you're, peeking into these two people's these people's marriage and these people that you thought were perfect you thought they were the perfect marriage married couple which no married couple is perfect uh no married couple is perfect i say this as a man that is married like no married couple is perfect it was like i love i'm like i like personally like i love my wife I'm like she's one of my best friends in the whole world you know we like we started off as friends and then it grew into that it grew into a romantic relationship but we argue you know like we argue sometimes like every I'm like if you show me a married couple that doesn't argue I'll show you a couple that's full of shit you know <laughs> really like I was like every married couple argues it, like it just happens y'all are going to butt heads about something you know, it doesn't have to be all the time because we don't argue all the time. But like it happens, you know, that's something that I didn't do. Like, It's mostly like what Dave Chappelle said, like whenever we got to talk, it's always something about what I need to do. It ain't nothing about what she needs to do. But, but sometimes it's about something that she needs to do. But, you know, so, you know, but like it happens like couples have issues. And, you know, I'm not going to blame them for the issues that they're going through uh first of all I wouldn't have no other man around my wife really you know like I know they were separated but uh personal story uh when me and my wife met we were friends like we met we met in college um we were we were we were friends and she hung around like a lot of dudes and she hung around a lot of dudes, like, she had a lot of male friends in college, and like, she didn't, she didn't hang, she didn't really hang around other women a lot, um, but, like, she, I think she had maybe, like, one or two female friends, and she didn't really, she didn't even really like them all that much, but, you know, but, uh, she hung around, like, a lot of dudes, and, like, like, Uh, one of those guys was a mutual friend of ours, you know, and he was like, a lot of guys hung around her because they wanted to fuck her. I'm just going to be blatant about that. A lot of guys hung around her because they wanted to fuck her. Um, and I was, I would, I would be looking in the cut, watching this shit. And I was like, that guy wants to fuck you. Cause, uh, back in the day, like my wife was super hot, you know, super hot, go back, you have a time machine, going back to 2006, uh, she was banging, bodacious body, she was built like a fucking bombshell, you know, uh, uh, pretty face, you know, like, uh, she looks like a, she looks like a fucking black Scarlett Johansson in the face, you know, so, it was like, just, just take Scarlett Johansson and put, like, some, uh, <laughs> and paint her brown, uh, that's my wife, you know, <laughs> like, that's my wife, but, uh, just, just beautiful, uh, beautiful and hot, and I saw a lot of dudes around her, and, like, a lot of those dudes were around her because they wanted to get in her pants, you know, and I think, um, she hooked up with me because I was very genuine, like, I genuinely was like, Hey, you he like, you, you want to be my friend? Let's be friends. Like she wanted to be friends with me. I was like, okay, we could be friends. And then it just, it just naturally grew from there, you know, into a romantic relationship. And when we grew into a romantic relationship, all those male friends fell to the wayside. It was like, no more male friends. Like you can't, like, we can't be doing this anymore. You know, cause a lot of those guys still want to hit, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen you know, it's, this is not going down, so, that was the thing, I was like, first of all, like, that was, I was saying, first of all, like, I'm not gonna let any guys around my woman, really, personally, you know, but, they were separated, what can you say, wish them all the best, wish them all good luck in their future endeavors, <laughs> whatever they need to do, I don't know, <laughs> whatever the fuck, uh, let me take a break, and I'll be back with the review, Uh, See you guys later. Okay, I'm back. Let's get into this review. You so crazy. 1994. Uh, To understand why this uh, special is so important, I think you have to understand how far black comedy has come uh, in, in to be honest, um, black comedy didn't exist in the 80s, like, black comedy was nowhere to be found really in the 80s, like, black comedy was underground, like, I'm talking about in the mainstream, it like, black comedy in the mainstream didn't really exist, you know, uh, black comedy, like I said, black comedy was underground, it was like, like, they were doing, like, these underground, um, underground, um, shows like it'd be like these little like 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 hole in the grounds and, like that's where they would do it was pretty much the chick it was pretty much the chitlin circuit all over again if you t- if you think about like the i want to say like the 30s 40s 50s 60s uh era of black comedy with like they were talking about the the, the the uh the chitlin circuit with uh mom's mabley red fox was a part of that Um, uh, 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 that was another one, um, shit, I can't think of their name, uh, and the name pops up in my head, like, their, their face pops up in my head, but I can't think of, but I was gonna say, Miles mainly, Miles mainly, Red Fox, were part of that, um, I can't think of, she was on Sanford and Son as well, she played Esther on Sanford and Son, and I can't think of her real name, and I know her real name, and I can't think of it right now, but, like, a lot of those type of comedians, uh, they, they were underground, uh, comedians in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, the 70s, it was, I, I get, I think it was kind of a little bit more lenient towards black comedians, but, uh, even then you, you wouldn't see a lot of black comedians, but like in the 80s, it did not exist at all, it was like, there was like back in the 80s, it was like only room for one black comic, And in the 80s, it was Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. Uh, You had you had Richard Pryor, you know, but like he's more of a product of the 70s, you know, and he started uh, like like the 80s was kind of like the down the down slope for Richard Pryor. I mean, like he had the early 80s. I want to say from like 1980 to 1983. You want to say I might say. It was like Richard Pryor, and then towards '84 on down, it was Eddie Murphy, man. Eddie Murphy took the shit, man. Like he took it on, like even like Bill Cosby, you know. He had the Cosby Show, but you know that was it for him, you know. Like I don't, I think '83 was also like stand-up wise was the last, last we we would see at him, because uh, I think like he had Bill Cosby himself. That was the last comedy special we did. I think that came out in, like 1983 or 1984 you know that was the last time he did I don't want to say that's the last time he did stand up uh on a regular basis but like Eddie Murphy like he he just pretty much took it you know like and it was very hard for any other black comedian (laughs) to break into the mainstream because they're not Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence is a product of this uh and it was it was hard for him in the 80s in the 80s he was doing star search and pretty much just doing every little show he could he did star search he did every little like every little uh, comedy show that he could uh, I saw something I think he was on vh1 uh, one time uh, he, he did uh, showtime at the Apollo you know he did everything he could uh, uh, towards the late night towards the late 80s he got on he got a couple of shows you know like he was on what's happening now uh and he was on he, he was in do the right thing and house party you know he, like he did a couple he did those things but uh he really didn't get his break until deaf comedy jam he got the host deaf comedy jam and deaf comedy jam is really the first step uh, to making a uh, black comedy mainstream. Uh, and because uh, like this is where and this is where it really starts. This is where you start seeing a lot of the household name black comedians. You know, uh, like Martin, you saw Martin Lawrence, Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac, D.L. Hughley, uh, 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 Dave Chappelle started on Dev Jam, uh, Bill Bellamy, and like Eddie Griffin, all those guys, uh, Monique. You know, a lot of those a lot of those people started on Def Comedy Jam. And like that's that was that was their first that was their first taste of being in people's houses pretty much, you know, like on, on television. And then they and then they started to break out after that. And in my opinion, uh You So Crazy is a important stand-up special for that. Because I think after You So Crazy black comedy just blew the fuck up you know (laughs) it blew up uh every like every black comedian got a sitcom or a movie after that like it was just crazy man it was like everybody got a sitcom Like, like martin got a martin already had a sitcom by the time he did you so crazy but like uh steve harvey had a sitcom uh What else had a sitcom? Bill Bellamy's on fucking MTV and he's getting movie roles. Chris Tucker's getting movie roles. Eddie Griffin has a TV show. Uh, uh, Bernie Max in movies, you know? It's like you started, you started seeing people, you started seeing people break, starting to break out, uh, in the nineties, like black comedians starting to break out and starting to be household names, you might say, um, yeah man just pretty much like like the 90s is the golden age of black comedy to me just like the 80s is the golden age of just comedy like white comedy because like that's when white comedy blew up and uh everybody got sitcom all the white comedians got a sitcom in the 80s you know like all the white comedians got a sitcom in the 80s it got in the 90s too because uh spears actually talked about this another dev jam alum uh, when he was talking about holding deals he said like because like he said he was on a holding deal for a long time they would take comedians and put them on a holding deals is to figure out what they would do with them what they would do to them but but they would pay them they would pay them uh, until they found something for them to do uh, he said like they don't do that anymore now though <laughs> but back in the 80s and the 90s that's something they would do they're like because they had so much comedy. They had so many comedians in the game. It was an influx of just comedy, and so there was like they was just picking them up, just picking them up. And in the '90s, it was like black comedians, black comedians. They were just picking up, picking them up, picking them up, picking them up. Let's get them. Let's get them all. Black comedy is popular now. Black comedy is popular now, and like that, it all started in the '90s. But anyway, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, this special. Uh, I do remember watching this special at a very, very young age. Uh, my parents let me watch this with them when I was eight because, like, my dad would, like I said, my dad would never really go to the movies like that. Uh, especially black movies because we live in New Orleans and motherfuckers like to shoot up movie theaters in New Orleans. You know? You <laughs> know? We would hear about a movie theater shooting all the time. And my dad would be like, nah, we ain't going to no black movies. (laughs) Like they like to shoot at screen. They like to shoot people in the theater. So uh, we waited for You So Crazy to come on HBO and we watched You So Crazy on HBO. Um, I had no business watching this movie at all, watching this comedy special, at all, because this motherfucker was talking about shit that a eight-year-old should not know about, <laughs> <laughs> he really was, it's like, I was eight years old when I, when I saw this, and a lot of this shit went over my head, you know, a lot of the stuff he was talking about went over my head, and, like, I didn't get it, I didn't get a lot of it until I was older. Like I understood, like the police brutality stuff, Rodney King. It was like somebody getting there. Anybody can understand that he's getting beat up by the cops. You know, like it was like, and it's kind of sad that he talked about that like what twenty six years ago, and it's still going on the day like tenfold. You know, like it's ten times worse with the police brutality now than it was when he talked about it in nineteen ninety four. You know, like, it's really, it's really weird, and, um, but yeah, man, a lot of that stuff I didn't, I didn't get, you talked about Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer was all, all over the news at the time, I understood Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, like, he's a murderer, okay, I get it, you know, like, but a lot of, there was a lot of the stuff, like, he talked about masturbation, I didn't know what the fuck masturbation was at eight, you know, (laughs) like, he talked about that, uh, a lot of the relationship jokes, uh, I didn't get you know cause like I'm eight years old <laughs> like I'm not in a relationship uh cause I like I didn't get it was like I didn't get into a real relationship until I was twenty you know feel like I didn't get into a real relationship I was twenty years old when I was like that had, had eleven girlfriends started living with the girl you know and that's when I was like oh this is what he's talking about you know <laughs> but <laughs> you know that's that's when i get the jokes i'm like oh i get it now especially the quality time joke you know because like my wife talks about me wants me to spend time with her all the time you know like she she wants to she wants to spend time with me all the time and i'm like i'm busy i'm doing this i'm doing some shit i'm trying to make stuff better for us i'm trying to do this shit you know like i'm You know, like, even right now, I'm doing the podcast, you know, like, it's Sunday, and I'm doing, I'm, I'm shooting this on a Sunday, by the way, uh, I was, like, and I'm shooting the podcast, I'm doing this podcast, and I'm not spending time with her, I'll probably spend some time with her later, who the fuck knows, but, uh, you know, and like I said, my wife looks like a black Scarlett Johansson, so, like, women, uh, I mean, like, she doesn't, she doesn't look like what she used to look like back then, but, you know, but still, it's my wife, I love her, but, uh, but, uh, but, damn it, she's gonna live. she's gonna hear this, and fuck, uh, you know, but, I'm gonna keep it in there, because it's funny, but, um, yeah, man, it's just, like, a lot of women are like, oh, God, you don't want to spend any time with me, and was like, yo, uh, we got, but the way he did it, the way he did it, like, I can understand, you like, you want to spend time with your friends? over your, over your girl, you know, uh, you know, it was like, I had told Craig and then <laughs> you know? I was like, I was like, fuck Craig. I was like, I don't, I don't care about Craig. I was like a lot of my friends I don't even talk to anymore. Really? <laughs> you know? like, I like a lot of my friends. I mean, like I used to, uh, me and my, me, me and my guys used to, um, do this thing where we would go to Buffalo wild wings, you know, uh, we would pick a night uh, we would, like, do it, like, every second Friday or some shit, I think it was, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, we would do it, like, every, like, second Friday, and this is when I lived, because, like, now I live in Houston, this is when I lived in, uh, Alexandria, uh, and it was easy, and, like, because, like, all my friends, all my friends are, like, scattered all over the place now, you know, after this, after, like, 2012, <laughs> so, like, the only time we see each other the only time we talk to each other is like online now so like we're like online friends now but uh but when we were physically all in the same spot we would do that we would uh have this uh night where like we would go to buffalo wild wings hang out chill you know those guys would get drunk i'm I'm not a drinker you know like they would they would drink or whatever do whatever and we would talk about the waitresses and oh man she's fucking hot and whatever. Uh, and then we would, like, hang out in the parking lot and talk shit until, like, about, like, fucking three in the morning, and then we would go home, you know? It was, like, we had time for that, and, like, all of us, like, all of us were, like, married, and all of us were married, you know, like, and our wives would just let us do that, you know, like, we just, we just be like, some of them would bring their wives, and I was like, what, why is she here, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes I would be, I'm like, why, why is she here, I brought mine, she was like, she was not my wife at the time, she was my, still my girlfriend at the time, but even, like, there was kind of like, why'd you bring her, you know, <laughs> like, you know, so, <laughs> it was, it was that, but, uh but yeah, man, like there's there's a certain there, there is a certain time and place to hang out with your friends and hang out with your girl. You know, as long as you like as, like as long as you give her enough time, you know, enough time, uh you can hang out with your friends. You can hang with your friends, you but you don't wanna be you don't wanna be this guy in what Mark Lawrence is talking about. Cause at the end, like she said, somebody else is going to get your time. You know, You're like I understood that shit. I was like, damn, I feel that shit. You was like you gotta, sp- you gotta spend time with your lady, man. Like, like sometimes it's, sometimes it's fuck your friends, man. It's like, it's all about your woman. But yeah, like I got that. Uh, that was a gay joke in here. Uh, some people might get offended cause people get offended about everything these days uh there was a gay joke where like he was talking about like the two friends uh one of the friends just pretty much fucking came out of the closet while he was reminiscing (laughs) about what they used to do as kids and it was like it's funny it's a funny joke man and if you get offended by that you ain't got no goddamn sense of humor honestly but like a lot of the jokes are still pretty fucking solid man like like if you if you want to be a stand-up comedian and you want to study some tape, you want to look at some 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 uh, comedy specials. I I really think this is essential comedy special. Uh, I think uh, Martin Lawrence is an essential black comedian. Uh, he gets left out of the the, the conversation a lot. And I don't understand. I don't understand why. Cause like, it's usually it's Richard Pryor. It's well, not Cosby anymore, but, <laughs> but it used to be Cosby. Let's go back to before the allegations. It was Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, Eddie Murphy, uh, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Uh, I really think that Martin Lawrence should be in that conversation of like, as one of the greatest black comedians of all time, you know, you know, one of the, the most groundbreaking uh, black comedians of all time, you know, because like you so crazy is in the lexicon to me, man. Like I'm like it, it is a very, very important stand up special. Uh Years later, in like two thousand, in like the two thousands, he did it was Run Tell That. I think that is a great comedy special as well. I'll probably review that one as well because it was a movie also, but, um, I like, he's got two, he's got two fucking classics, it's, it's, it's up there with Delirious, it's up there with, uh, Live on the Sunset Strip, it's up there with, uh, 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 Raw, or Bring the Pain, or, uh, Killing Me Softly, and, you know, all the great, uh black comedy specials man like they're like you so crazy and run tell that are up there it was like and you should not leave you should not leave this one out it's it's a must watch if you want to be a comedian if like you want to study comedy and you want to study humor it's it it's a must watch to me uh i still enjoyed it i give it a five out of five i i enjoyed it greatly um not really sure what I'm going to watch next week. Uh, I gotta go through, like, cause I had a schedule and some of this. Like, I'm I'm rearranging my schedule. You know, uh, I'm not really sure what I'm gonna watch next week. Uh, you're gonna have to stay tuned to see. Oh, I got it. Uh, <laughs> I actually, came to me cause like I was cause I I remember I was actually thinking about this in honor of jada pinkett smith i'm going to watch the 2000s i guess you could call this a comedy because like this covers two things because i've never covered uh i don't think i've covered a movie with jada and with jada jada pinkett smith in it and i haven't covered a spike lee movie this is both this fits into both of them uh it's a later spike lee movie but next week i will review 2000s bamboozled so until next time peace